Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them. From the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums, to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. My guest today is Daniel Horowitz. He is expert genealogist at MyHeritage, and he has been on the podcast a couple of other times talking about MyHeritage and new things. And Daniel, every time we talk, I am just amazed at all the new technology that MyHeritage has developed. But let's let's jump in and talk about what's going on at MyHeritage. What's new? Hello, Maureen. Thank you very much uh, for the invitation and always a pleasure to be here with me. And uh, yes, a lot is happening right now because we just released in RootsTech a few of our new features. We are now working also towards the 1950 census uh, that the images were just released. And of course, everybody is looking now on the easiest and fastest way to find their ancestors. We are all desperate to try to find them over there. We have the podcast uh, now probably with the sec... I'm not a podcast guy, but I'm going to say chapter. It's that how you... It, it categorize depends. It could be episodes. It could be a season. Episode. No, no. Episode. Episode. That is the word that I was looking for. So we have the podcast with the episode uh, and we have this live story uh, new technology offering voices to your family members. Uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of things uh, in the pipeline, and not only the new things that we release, but we have a few more like about to go out and improving the ones we already released. Also, the timeline, by the way, was released now in Rootsex. So let's yeah. jump in and start talking about these. So let's start with live story. That is cool and controversial all at the same time, if it's possible. (laughs) Basically, you pick one of your family photos and then you write a story about a person in the photo and you select them and then their head actually tells you their life story. Yes, that's one way of doing it. And, And yeah, like. At the end, the end result is going to be the same always. You're going to have 
a frontal picture of your ancestor telling you the story with moving lips or, or lip sync, as, as they call it today, and other pictures that you can have on the background and telling you the story of his or her life. I have seen people creating multiple life stories for their relatives dedicated to specific parts of their life. So it doesn't need to be like from birth to death. But I think the other way of creating it, it's much more easy and interesting, which is that once you have a family tree on my heritage and you have pictures of your relatives, just by one click on this tool, it will automatically generate that biography, that life story that you can later on go in, edit, add more chapters, delete chapters, change the information as it was originally presented. Even more uh, amazing is the fact that you can choose different voices and different speeds for the voices, and we will match gender to voice, uh, but you can put a voice of a kid or a grown-up man, and you have also different accents. Mine, of course, is English, uh, South American-ish uh, kind of that. But if your ancestors were Irish, we have a, an Irish voice. And if you have uh, UK ancestors or Aussies, the even better thing is, and this is a trick that I don't know if everybody already got it, when you change the language of the navigation of your website and you build the story, the story is going to be built in that language. So if I would like to build the story of my grandfather in Spanish, I will change the language of the website into Spanish and I will click the link to generate the story. And I will hear my grandfather telling me the story of his life in Spanish. You know, I just thought of something. Like, I I did not realize I could change the voices. So now I'm going to have to go in and make a new one and try to, <laughs> to change the voices. But also, I mean, you don't have to tell a full story. From my perspective, this could be a very interesting way of telling the story of just one photograph. Yes, it could and be I'm going a to, photograph. I'm going to test that. It it could be an event on on the family of the of the history of the of the individual of the of the relative. It can be whatever you want. And another thing that I think everybody understands is it's not the real voice of our ancestors, and and we don't pretend at this point, at least, to resemble or to mimic the exact voice of your ancestor, because that will be impossible. But it is a way to catch up the interest of uh, new generations and, and people that normally are not into genealogy or family history and, and hear the stories of our family members in, in their, like, tell by their uh, own relative or their own faces let's say like that. Well, you know, taking the wide view, the live story is part of this new or fairly new sort of short form video storytelling that's everywhere. You know, it's like the kind of thing we do on TikTok, for instance, or, you know, I think Ancestry has something similar now about short form video that you can do. It, it's sort of everywhere. And this is just one other 
tool in your genealogy kit. It's, it's taken deep nostalgia a step further and giving you the way of making someone in the photo tell the story. I'm going to make one where it's a photo and I'm telling the story of that photo and that day because I think that's an excellent use of this new tool. Plus, this is your first iteration. What we know from my heritage is that it isn't going to stop here, that you're <laughs> going to listen to our feedback and then the company will make tweaks to make it better. That's what normally we do. Yes. Yeah, that is what you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have so many things uh, coming up, but you also have that family timeline on your family tree. I'm a huge fan of timelines. I use timelines all the time in my own research. I tell people how to chart their family. And I, I love this new addition to what you can do with your family tree. It's visual and colorful, <laughs> easy to look at and understand. Timelines can push your research forward for sure. And not only that, Maureen, but I am hearing like the same from the crowd that I have been working with for so many time, like, like the, the, the old genealogists, uh, the hardcore genealogists were dedicated to this for years and years. And, and only by looking now at the timeline, suddenly we're realizing that, oh, so my great-grandfather was actually in World War I or World War II, or they had their kids when they were very young, 18, 20, or very old. And besides all that, it will visually show you where, where you may have some issues. I'm not going to say problems. I'm going to say issues. Because if we can tell you that you have a kid born three or five years after the father is dead, well, definitely there is an issue over there. And, and you will see it very clearly in the timeline because the connector is not going to be on the right place and you're going to have a red dot right there. But also the areas for the individuals uh, are going to be uh, washed or, or fade at the corners and that will tell you that you are missing an exact date over there. And, and you will be able to estimate, oh, maybe uh, I should move a little bit at the time and say before or after a, a particular year. And that will give me a better view of, of my family. No, timelines. I can't say enough about timelines. I'm actually putting together a, a webinar on timelines just because so many people ask me about them and they don't use them. What else? Oh, now when you go into your photo tab, you can look at all of your pictures in a list, oh, which yes. is well. something I've asked you about <laughs> many times. So I'm very happy to have that feature added. It makes it easy not only to see your photos, but to add tags, to add location, to add lo lots of information to your pictures. I did want to say one more thing about timelines, which is it works quite nicely with your consistency checker. Mm -hmm. Yes. Detecting the, the possible mistakes. You're totally right. And yes, the, the, the table view in the pictures is actually something that I also ask a lot because it's very hard, at least for me, to identify which pictures are missing people to be tagged 
or in which pictures I'm missing a date or a place. And suddenly by sorting by titles or, or by people, by places, I will be able to be very fast adding those details that are actually components that work together in all the MyHeritage system. Because whenever you have a date on the picture and wherever you have a place in the picture, we will be able to locate it better. And, and the people you tagged over there, it can be used in the search engine. So it, it is just one more component of the whole MyHeritage ecosystem. Yeah. And of course, I'm really happy about the purchase since I have one whole side of my family is French Canadian. And then from France, mostly, I have a lot of work to do on my family tree. Thank you for that. Pleasure. I really don't benefit from it. But yes, this is just one step on the always quest of my heritage to bring records from all over the world. Uh, not only the actual records, but Filet actually had also family trees. And we imported those uh, individuals or those profiles as part of the uh, search engine. And the very latest release was also the Jewish records, a partnership with Jewish Gen that allows a couple of uh, advantages. Uh, first, it will allow people searching in other languages because Jewish Gen is only English, but people are searching in Greek, Russian, Ukrainian, Hebrew, which are totally different alphabets, will be able to find records for their family over there. But what I think it's even better, and just because I'm a little bit lazy, is getting all those records as record matches. So I really don't need to search. I'm going to be presented with the records that may have been there years ago, but I never found it or because of the language or because of simply the phonetics or the way that last names were calculated or were matched. And that my heritage technology, which is proprietary from us, will find them in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I have so many favorite tools at my heritage. I like the new timeline feature. The consistency checker keeps me on the straight and narrow with my family tree, which is good because, you know, you type wrong, you've got the wrong date. And as you said, you have a child born five years after somebody's died, not likely. And then one of my absolute favorites is the city directory search, where you search for someone in the city directory and then it says, see who else is living at the same address, which for my personal family is important because there were lots of people living in the same household. Only I might not be able to find them, might not know who's all living together, but that makes it simple. Uh, what else? Your DNA tools. I love not only visual. that, Maureen, yeah. but also the city directories are now being used extensively because as we don't have an index yet for the 1950 census, this is the best way to find your relatives. If you find them in the city directories, you will know the exact address where to look for. And then you can look into the images in the different areas and try to find the specific pages that were filled in that street or that building or that block and, and find your relative even before we get an index. But the index is, is coming soon and, and we help people prepared for a searching on the 1950 census 
with this uh, special, we call it 1950 census hub, mm-hmm. uh, where we summarize and we help people also to search previous censuses, which is also another good idea. Because if I find my family in the 30s and the 40s, of course, if I check the timeline and I see that they're still living in the 1950s, then I can go and search for them in the census. Exactly. Exactly. And I, the new census hub is nice as well. All the censuses are there. You can pick which one you want to search. It's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And as I was going to mention, the, D, the DNA tools, uh, the, for me, DNA is a challenge because I'm not a scientist. I'm a visual historian, which means I think in pictures and see pictures. So any type of genealogy tool that's visual helps me understand my family history better. And the DNA tools that you have do that. Yes. So the chromosome browser is, is the most graphic thing that you can yep. think of. Uh, the autocluster also, it will put everybody on the same group. But you know what? Besides those graphic tools, I still think that really the best help my heritage can do for you is the theory of family relativity. And this is a technology that we are implementing already for a couple of years. And we run it every uh, couple of months, three to four months a year. And the idea of helping you finding a path between you and your DNA match, which is 100% sure, DNA don't lie, and being able to connect family trees and records in order to find that path, I really think that that is the best thing my heritage can do. And uh, a side note for those of you who have a DNA on my heritage or not yet, let's start from the beginning. You can upload your DNA from the companies to my heritage without any problem and for free. But please make sure that you also have a family tree and you can import the JetCom as well. And with those tools, with, with that material, my heritage will be able to apply the tools and help you find your relatives. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all about making it easier for all of us, but still fun. But still fun, right? And that's Not frustrating. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know you can't talk about what's coming down the pike. I know what I would like to see my heritage implement, which is portability of metadata, because you have the best tool for tagging faces in photographs. I'd love to see that stuff embedded in the image and be able to export it. That would be my absolute top of my wish wish list, Daniel. Well, you're totally right, Maureen. I cannot talk about what's coming, but I can repeat what it was said already. And my already said that we're working on a way to identify uh, a play at times for your photos. And I think that that has to do something with metadata. So we may be aiming to that alley that you are suggesting us to go. Well, I'm hoping. (laughs) (laughs) And if anyone, when that tool does come out and anyone says, wait, that's not who I thought was in that photograph. The date is wrong. Guess what? I'm the photo detective. I can help you with that. (laughs) That will be a pleasure. (laughs) Daniel, as usual, it is wonderful to talk with you about my heritage and to find out what's new. I can't wait to see what else is 
you know, going to be released this year. Anything else you want to share with us at this point? Well, just because we are in a podcast, I would like to invite everybody to go into the new podcast that uh, MyHeritage just released. The idea of the podcast is not interviews like this, is actually to hear success stories that users and the research team have done during this last couple of years. And the idea is to keep feeding it with new and uh, very emotional stories. So go ahead, give it a try, listen to the stories we have over there, subscribe or follow or whatever you do in podcasts so you will know whenever you have a new episode of it, you will be able to hear it and enjoy it. And uh, in the meantime, just uh, keep enjoying uh, doing genealogy. Yeah. So the podcast name is Blast from My Past. That helps when you want to search (laughs) your favorite podcast provider. You need the name of the podcast, Daniel. Yeah. And uh, I would like to know from (laughs) from all of you that hear this podcast, I want you to send me an email to photodetective at maureentaylor.com. And I want you to tell me what your favorite My Heritage feature is. I've told you what mine are. Daniel's told us what his are. I want to hear from you and what that, yours That are. would be great. Excellent idea. Yeah. So let's see what happens with that. Daniel, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the Photo Detective again. Always a pleasure, Maureen. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.